realize, as they should, why Jesus was born. And, uh, of course, he was born to save us from our sins. But look at 1 John 3, verse 8. 1 John 3, verse 8. 1 John 3, verse 8. We'll pick up midway through that verse. It says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Now, who's the Son of God? Does anybody know? Okay, you're doing good. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. You know, the devil did a terrible work in the Garden of Eden, didn't he? And uh, he caused mankind to fall. And of course, Adam sinned, Adam and Eve, but the devil was behind it. And uh, Adam and Eve, really what they did, they sold us out to the devil and to his power. And, uh, and Jesus came to uh, destroy the works of the devil. And actually, as you study the work of Jesus, what he did to redeem us, he, there's really two facets of it. The, 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 the one side of it was to satisfy the claims of a holy God. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, as our parents, we were in them when they sinned, so that sin nature passed to all of us. Legally, we were all doomed to eternity in a devil's hell. We, 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 we could not ever approach God after that, live with him eternally. And God, being holy and just, could not just wink, so to speak, at the sin of mankind. Something had to, that the price for that transgression had to be paid. Do you understand that? Did, did, did you get that? So there, it was more than just God saying, okay, I forgive that and move on. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. There had to be a death. And it couldn't be just any death. It had to be a, a perfect death. You understand that? And so God couldn't just, couldn't just wink at man's sin and say, Oh, well, you goofed up, so we're just going just, just to pretend like that never happened and we're just going to just move right on. Sin is an ugly thing, and it had to be dealt with. And man could, could not live eternally with God unless that sin was paid for. Do you understand that? There was a... There was a are you, you getting what I'm saying there?
he told, he told Adam, he said, in the day you eat thereof, of that tree, he said, of all these other trees of the garden you may freely eat, but of that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll not eat of it. He said, if you eat of it, in the day you eat of it, you'll what? You'll surely die. And we know that Adam ate, and Eve. Eve went first, then Adam, and there, there was a death and all of that. But that we were... Does anybody remember what God did to Adam and Eve? Did he let them stay in the garden? He threw them out, didn't he? He made them leave, didn't he? Now, you know, of course, God came looking for Adam and Eve in the, you know, in the garden. And, and we understand that they made fig leaves, didn't they, to cover themselves? And God covered them with what? With, with animal skins. Is that, is that correct? And, and to get those animal skins, God had to kill an animal, didn't he? At least one, maybe more. And when he killed that animal, there was a shedding of blood, wasn't there? And so what, what God did from the time of the Garden of Eden all the way down until Jesus was manifested, he used the blood of, of, of animals to cover the sins of mankind. Do you understand that? If you study the Old Testament, you'll see that. And... Uh, But you see the blood of animals can only cover sin. They can't remove it. It takes special blood to remove sin. Do you understand that? That would be the blood of Jesus. So there was a, that was a Godward part to it. And then also when man sinned, he sold us out to the devil. And the devil had legal rights to us. Do you realize that? He had legal rights to every human being that would ever be born, starting with Adam and Eve when they sinned all the way down. The devil had, had legal rights. Had, 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 legally, he had the right to take us to hell. Do you understand that? And so, so, so we had to be ransomed from that. You know what, ransom, you know what I mean, ransom? Does anybody know what the word ransom, what it, what it means, you know? You kidnap somebody, and the devil kidnapped us, if you will. And to get that person back, a what would have to be paid? A, a ransom. And so with all that in mind, Jesus came to destroy the work that the devil did in the Garden of Eden, Jesus came to loose us from the devil's power and, and to give us access back to Almighty God. Now, I don't know how much more simple I can make that. Does anybody know <clears throat> what Jesus' first words in the New Testament were? What? No, you're wrong. His first words. It's kind of a trick question. When he was 12, <clears throat> when he was 12, he said, you know, talked about he had to be about his father's business. But that's not the first words that he spoke. Or that was 
that, that was uttered? It's a kind of a trick question. Does anybody know? It's found in the book of Hebrews. And he spoke it before he was ever born. You, you all realize that Jesus didn't come into existence in, the, in, in Bethlehem. You realize he's, he's always been. You realize that, don't you? You realize Jesus is the second member of the, the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Who Jesus is, is he's the second member of the Trinity. In the Old Testament, they, they, they didn't know him as, as, as Jesus because he hadn't taken human form. See, he took human form in the virgin's womb, didn't he? And he was born nine months later, and they called him Jesus. And they didn't just come up with that name. They were get, he was given that name by God, wasn't he? Is that right? Didn't, didn't the angel tell Mary and Joseph what to name him? You know? That is right, isn't it? But what, were, what was the first words that Jesus uttered? Well, if you look at Hebrews 10, verse 5. Hebrews 10, verse 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, this is when Jesus came into the world, when he took on human form, he said this. Now, he said this when he came into the world. He said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. He's talking to the Heavenly Father here, and he's talking about the blood sacrifices of the bulls and the goats and the lambs and all of that. He was saying here that's that's not that's not gonna that's not gonna get the job done ultimately. You understand that sacrifice and offering you did not desire. It wasn't in other words, thank God for the blood of the bulls and the goats that covered the people's sins, but it just covered the people's sins until notice what he says here but a what? A, a what? A, a what? A body you have prepared for me. That was his first words. A body you have prepared for me. And so the Heavenly Father prepared a body for the second member of the Trinity, Jesus. You realize Jesus didn't have to come. He didn't have to. God didn't have to send him, and Jesus didn't have to accept that invitation. But it was because God so loved the world that he, what, gave his only begotten son. And a body was prepared for him, and that body was prepared in the virgin's womb. And that body was prepared for him, the second member of the Trinity, spirit being, to incarnate that, come into that, that body in the virgin's womb and then born nine months later and then at 33 and a half years of age, that body was born to die for us. That body was born. He prepared a body for him and that body was that perfect sacrifice that would hang on Calvary's cross in your place and in mine to die for us, to shed 
sinless blood for us, to loose us from the devil's power, and to obtain eternal access to the throne of grace of Almighty God. That's the gospel and that's the good news, isn't it? Now, if you'll go to Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. The Holy Spirit said through the prophet Isaiah, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive the, the what? The virgin shall conceive. Now, I mean, we read right over that a lot of times and don't think much about it. But do you realize what he said right there? You know what a virgin, or what a virgin is, right? The virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And you'll call his name Emmanuel, which Emmanuel means, of course, God with us. But I mean, that, that is outlandish, isn't it? That a virgin would conceive, that's outlandish. But I believe it. And you can't be saved unless you believe that. And it's right and it's so and it's what makes Jesus different than any other human being that's ever lived. If you do not have the virgin birth, if you don't believe that, if, 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 without that, we might as well all just go home right now. Do you understand that? And without that virgin birth, we're all headed to a devil's hell. You see, at Easter, we, 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 we focus on the cross and the, and the resurrection, and, and we should. But you have to realize what, a, what an awesome price the second member of the Trinity paid to become human. Awesome price he paid. We talk about the awesome price he paid on the cross and we should talk about that and we should emphasize that above everything else. But he paid an awesome price to become a human being. And the, it's a terrible example that I'm going to give you right now. Terrible example. But it's, it's, it's an example that will get the point across to you. How would you like to become a dog for 33 and a half years? Huh? Would any of you like to become a dog? I mean, it's a terrible example. Because actually Jesus stepped lower than that. God becoming a man? Do you, I mean, he, he, he confined himself to, to space and time and then to all the things that a human being has to go through, and then not to mention all the beatings and all of that, and the beating and the crucifixion. I mean, but just think about the price he paid just becoming a man. Awesome price. But he was born of a virgin, and it's so important. Did you know there's supposed Christian churches in the United States and perhaps elsewhere that don't believe in the virgin birth anymore? You can't be a Christian unless you have the virgin birth. 
Christianity falls apart without the virgin birth. I believe in the virgin birth. How many of you believe in the virgin birth? If you don't, you, 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 then you're not saved. You've got to believe in that. And it's what makes, you say, what makes Jesus different from, from Mohammed or from Confucius or from all these other leaders of these other world religions. It's that right there. He is the unique person of the ages and the unique person of all time. He is 100% God and 100% man. He's not 50-50. He's a hundred hundred. He's the only human being that, I mean, he, he's the only person that can lay his hand on deity and humanity. God and man. You understand that? And it's so important, and a lot of people don't realize this, but the virgin birth... By, I say, why is the virgin birth? Why was it necessary? The virgin birth bypassed the sin nature that Adam took and Eve took in the Garden of Eden. The virgin birth bypassed the sin nature. See, Jesus' blood, the blood comes down through the man. You understand that? Through the male? It, it just absolutely does. And Jesus... See, he had a human mother, but he did not have a human father. And so the blood that, see, Joseph was his, we would call his stepfather. But Joseph wasn't his, his father. God is his father. Joseph was what we would call a stepfather, or filled, filled, the, filled the role of his natural father, but Joseph wasn't. Now, you know as well as I do, Mary and Joseph had other children after Jesus was born. Mary and Joseph had sex after Jesus was born. You understand that. But the Bible is clear. They, ha they did not have sex until after Jesus was born. Jesus had brothers and sisters. But Jesus was unique in that he did not have a nat only person that's ever lived that did not have a natural biological father. And because of that, the blood that flowed through his veins was not tainted with sin. It was holy, spotless blood. Now, Jesus did not have the sin nature in him. He was free. See, it takes a free person to come and free a slave. Is that right? A slave can't free a slave. You have to have a free person to free a slave. Jesus was free from sin. Now, you remember those temptations that the devil put to, toward him? Remember that? Now, Jesus could have sinned. He just never did. How many of you glad he never did? See, those, if he could, some people say, well, he could not have sinned. It was impossible. Then all those temptations were not even valid. He could have sinned. He just never did. Are you glad he never did? I'm sure glad he never did. But, but... It was important that he was born of a virgin because that virgin birth bypassed the sin nature and the blood. He was free of sin, no sin nature in him, and, and, and he strived against sin. 
to the point there in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible said he was sweating drops of blood. And, and, and it wasn't that he was sweating drops of blood because he wanted to go have sex with this woman over here. He was sweating drops of blood because he didn't want to violate his father's will. He didn't want to go to the cross, did he? But he did for you and me. And he resist, the Bible said he resisted sin. See, you step out of the Father's will, you're over in sin. See, we think about sexual sin or, or lying or whatever. But you step out of the Father's will, you're over in sin. And he, and, and he, aren't you glad he never sinned? Remember when he said, Father, if there be any other way? He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He never sinned. And he kept that blood flowing through his veins spotless. And it needed to be spotless. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. But you had to have that virgin birth. Listen to this. Without the death and resurrection of Jesus, the virgin birth is meaningless. Would you agree to that? Without the death and resurrection of Jesus... The virgin birth is meaningless. But without the virgin birth, without the virgin birth, the death and resurrection of Jesus would be powerless. Because if he's not born of a virgin, then when he hangs on the cross, you've got just another man hanging up there. Is that right? It took Jesus to hang on that cross. Only he could pay the price because he was born of a virgin and he lived a sinless life he never sinned back in I guess it was the 80's one of the foremost preachers in the land made a statement I'm paraphrasing but this is, this is what he said he's still up and going today worldwide minister he said and it's in one of his books. He, he said this. He said that the Holy Spirit supposedly told him that if he had known what Jesus knew, he could have died on the cross. And if I called his name, you all wouldn't know who he is. And then went on to say that not only that, but any... And, and they talk about... They say, well... Well, any prophet from the Old Testament could have just died up there if they'd have known what Jesus knew. Now, how do you get a world, how do you continue with a worldwide ministry to this day saying something like that? And it's not like he just came out of Bible school when he said that. He'd been in the ministry and was a for, supposed foremost prophet in the land when he said that. But we've got Sunday school students with more sense than that, don't we? Now, if I said something like that, I'd expect you to hit the road, Jack, and never come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Is that right? Now, you say, well, he's being critical of preaching. No, you need to realize these things. You say, well, he's just being critical of preaching. No, you need to realize this stuff. Wouldn't you want a pastor to warn you about something like that? No, I'm not, not going to call the man's name. I'm not going to do it. But I'm here today to tell you there's only one person could die on that cross to save man from their sins, and it's J-E-S-U-S, -S, Jesus. 
You okay? Can anybody say amen to that? You need to be, pay real close attention to what every, every preacher is preaching, including me. You need to pay close attention to everything you're hearing and line it up with this holy book. And I don't care if it's me or anybody else says something out of line with that book. You throw it out, you believe the Bible. But you see, just because somebody has a big famous name doesn't mean they're right. Just because they're on television don't mean they're right. And that's a heaven-hell thing right there. And the only reason that Jesus was the only person that could hang on that cross was because of the virgin birth. He's unique. Say unique. unique. Say it real loud. Unique. He's a unique person of the ages. Now go to Genesis 3.15 and we'll see where Jesus was first mentioned in the Bible. You all, you all okay? You don't think I was being critical there, do you? Just, just, just warning you. Genesis 3.15, this is right after Adam and Eve had sinned, and this shows you how good God is, and how many of you know God had a plan for man's sin before man ever sinned? God had a plan for man's sin, you know, to fix the problem before he ever made the foundation of the world. How do you know that? Because the Bible calls Jesus the lamb, what, slain from the foundation of the world. How many of you know God's always ahead of us? Are you glad of that? I'm glad of that. He has a solution to your problem before you ever have a problem. Right? Now Genesis 3.15, right after Adam and Eve had sinned, God comes into the garden. Now Adam and Eve, they can't stay in the garden. They're going to have to leave. But God made them those animal coats to, you know, that blood, the shedding of the blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And so he's covering man's sin until he can get Jesus into the earth to pay the ultimate price for it. But he says this to the devil. And remember the devil took the form of a serpent. I guess that's the reason I hate snakes so bad. Because they cooperated with the devil. I just don't like snakes. Do you? You bring a snake in here, I'm going to get a garden hoe and have my wife kill it. So let's move on here. There was a black snake got in our barbecue grill. And we'd seen it crawl in there. And so after the we had company over, the company goes home. And, and so we're going to do something about that black snake. And so I get my, El I look like Elmer Fudd. You know who he is? I got my gloves and my hat and, and, and Diane, she's, you know, she's behind me and we're going back to the, and I go around and then we figured that, that it was about, I don't know, about five foot, this big thing, and a black snake, you know. And so I'm going to kill this thing. I got my garden hoe there and my gloves on and my helmet and everything, you know, for whatever it is. And, and so... I'm gonna, I tell Diane I'm going to flip the lid, and when I do, I'm going to strike that thing. And so, and we saw something we never thought we'd see. You're not going to hardly believe this. But we went down the alley of our house there and got back there, and, and I said, now you stand behind me, and, and she's back behind me. And I wanted her to do it, but she, I figured I got to, and I, and I flipped the lid of that thing. That, that, I flipped the lid of that barbecue grill. 
and I'm expecting to see this big old black snake there that I'm going to whap. And I saw something I never expected to see. There's a little, there was a little, there was a little, uh, little mouse. A little mouse up on top of that grill just running all over the place. And it ran out. It ran on. The, now I'm going like that. Now I'm trying to get the mouse. And the mouse runs off. It was a mouse's lucky day, I'm telling you. Because not only did it, what, what the snake had done is it had taken that mouse and it had it in that grill. And it was going to eat it later. Oh, I didn't know snakes work like that. But they... Lucky mouse, because it escaped me, and it escaped the snake. And then I'm telling Diane, I go, boy, there's no snake in there. She said, oh, it's in there, all right. You know that, I go, where is it? You know that big drip pan that's underneath? It catches, it was coiled up in there. Well, I thought about that, but... So we just, we just left it alone, and then we went and did something else, and then we saw it crawling out, and it crawled up on the, it went right up the side of this retaining wall, and I was going to kill it, and it's a black snake, so I figured, well, just let it go, and I haven't seen it, it hasn't seen me, and I haven't missed him, and he hasn't missed me, don't know what happened to the mouse, I guess it got away, and, and uh, we got rid of the barbecue grill. I just didn't feel right about eating anything off of that anymore. So, <laughs> so, Gen- so Genesis 3.15, are you learning anything here today? You never, you never know. We go from such a holy topic to talking about my barbecue grill, but it's okay. Those, this, some of this stuff's pretty heavy, so we need to throw a little bit of that in. Go to Genesis 3.15. Are you in Genesis 3.15? Right after Adam sinned, here's what God says to the serpent. I will put enmity between you. That's to the, to, he's really talking to the serpent, but he's really talking to Satan here. I'll put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. Your seed and her seed. Well, when he talks about her seed there, he's talking about Jesus. And he's talking about the virgin birth. And women don't have seed. Men do. But that's talking about the virgin birth. You see that? Do you see that? Do you? He... Who's that? Jesus shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. What does that mean? Well, when Jesus was at the whipping post, and when he was on the cross, his heel, so to speak, was being bruised. But, thank God, Jesus, on that third day when he was raised from the dead, the Bible says that he made a show of the devil openly and and, and so forth and so on. We could talk about all that. But when he was raised from the dead, he spoiled principalities and powers and all of that. And in and, and that day when he was raised from the dead, how many of you know he crushed the devil's head, didn't he? Isn't that wonderful? Through what he did on the cross and that resurrection, he crushed the devil's head, didn't he? So we have mention of Jesus right there in the garden of... Eden. You say, say, when did Jesus first get preached in the Bible? Right there in the 
Garden of Eden, and he's been preached all the way through the Old Testament and New, and you get saved in the Old Testament just like you get saved in the New by believing on Jesus. In the Old Testament, they knew him as the Messiah that would come. In the New Testament, we know him as the Messiah who has come, Jesus. Now notice John 1, verse 1. This is where it actually happened here, the virgin birth. In the beginning was the Word. This is John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The, the Word was with God. The Word was God. Do you see that? Talk, now, now, the Word. Who is the Word? Does anybody know who the Word is? It is the second member of the Trinity. Who would become Jesus? In the beginning was the Word. See, He was in the beginning. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is co-equal with God the Father, isn't he? And with the Holy Spirit. All things were made through him. Who created the worlds and everything? Who did that? God. But specifically, who? Which member of the Trinity did it? All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Who created everything? Jesus. Now you understand God... in. How many gods are there? One. How, there's one God, but he's manifested in how many persons? Three. The Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Is that right? Three distinct persons, yet one in complete and total unity. One God, yet three. How do you explain? I can't explain it. There's one God, yet three distinct persons, right? Which of those, there's one God, but which, which member of the Trinity created everything? You just read it there, didn't you? The Word, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made. That, and there's other scripture in the, in, 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 in the New Testament. Jesus created everything, didn't He? I mean, God did it, but isn't Jesus God? In Him was life, and life the life was the light of men. And the, look at verse 14. And the Word... Who is the Word? Jesus. Are you okay with what I said about Jesus creating everything? And you, you, I think over in Colossians you see there's another scripture along those lines. But God did it. But it was Jesus who actually enacted it. And the Word became flesh. When did the Word become flesh? When Jesus, actually, it was when he was conceived in the womb. Right? That's why abortion is so terrible. Killing little babies. And the word became flesh, right? Conceived in the womb, nine months later born. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Can you say amen? Now look at Matthew chapter 1. I just find this fascinating. We'll get to the wise men and we'll get to the star of Bethlehem and we'll get to all that next week. We're just going slow here. You have two genealogies of Jesus, one in Matthew and one in Luke. Matthew traces Jesus 
through Joseph, who legally adopted Jesus. And this is Jesus' legal descent. And then Luke traces Jesus through Mary's line. And that's his physical descent. Now this is fascinating here. In Matthew 1 verse 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So here Matthew takes him all the way back to Abraham. And then notice verse 16 because I'm not going to take the time to read all, all the begats. The begats are very important though in the Bible, very important. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Okay? It's very important. Now look at Luke 3.23. This is Mary's line. Jesus himself began his ministry, his public ministry, at about 30 years of age, being, and what's those next three words? Come on now, guys. As was supposed, they supposed that he was the son of Joseph, but was he, was he naturally the son of Joseph? He was not. Legally, he was because of the adoption, but naturally, he wasn't. And then it says this. It says, it says the son of Joseph, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli, but it's interesting in verse 23, people say, well, if it's Mary's genealogy, why is Joseph's name there? And the answer is this. Joseph's name was substituted for Mary as genealogies are given through the male. But if you study into it, you'll see this is Mary's side. And it's interesting in verse 38, it goes on here, if you read on down, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. So this one takes Jesus all the way back to God. Now, these begats are important because we need them to prove that Jesus is who he said he is. We know from reading this that Jesus is the son of David. Now listen to this. And, and, and we know Jesus, is, I mean, he, he is who he said, he said that he was. This freaks people out. Joseph, does anybody know what Joseph did for a living? He's a carpenter, but he shouldn't have been. Now you've heard me teach this before, but he shouldn't have been a carpenter. He was really the, the king of Israel. Joseph was really the king of Israel. You see, the Davidic descent to the throne ended when Judah went into Babylonian captivity. And then they went a different route. But Herod was sitting there as king of the Jews. He wasn't king of the Jews. Joseph was the king of the Jews. And guess after Joseph, who really was the king of the Jews? Come on. Jesus. 
that freaks people out when they, when they hear that because a lot of times we don't think about it legally like this. But Jesus really was the king of the Jews, wasn't he? And you better be real glad that he was because your eternal soul depends on it. Are you getting anything out of this? Now, go to Luke's gospel account, chapter 1. Does anybody know who Jesus' cousin was? Yeah, and of course, John the Baptist's birth is announced. Does anybody remember what his daddy's name was? Zacharias, his father. So we're not going to cover that sake of time. But notice here in Luke 1, verse 26, Jesus' birth. So John the Baptist's birth was announced to Zacharias, his father, when he was serving there in the temple, you know, and he was struck dumb and couldn't talk and all of that for until John was born. And, and, and John was not only his, his first cousin, Jesus' first cousin, but he was a forerunner uh, of Jesus. And in Luke 1, 26... Luke 1, 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Have you ever heard he's called Jesus of Nazareth? To a, to a, to a who? To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. See, we, we just read that. In that genealogy, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord's with you. Blessed are you among women. Well, I'd say so, wouldn't you? But when she saw him, she was troubled at, this, at his saying and, con and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. So did Mary just think his name up? No. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of, of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, now watch this. How can this be since I do not know a man? Now she's not talking about knowing a man like knowing who somebody is. She's to, let me put it in my own words. How can this be since I've never had sex? That's what she's saying. Is that, isn't that right? So it's, it's freaking her out a little bit here, isn't it? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. See, there was no sex between the Holy Spirit and and Mary. Somebody say amen. It tells you what happened. The Bible says right here what happened. It says the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The Holy Ghost came upon her and the power of God came upon her and overshadowed her and the, the power of the highest overshadowed her and she and within her was conceived the Holy One who's, who will be born called the Son of God. Can you say amen? Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. What, what, what's his name? John the Baptist. And this is now the sixth month with her 
who was called barren. See, God's the God of the um, doing the impossible, isn't he? For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be. A... Now, see, she had, see, God won't push himself off on anybody. He was, she was presented with this, but she had to receive this, didn't she? And what did she say there? She said, let it be to me according to your word. She had to receive. God isn't going to just come in there and push himself off on anybody. He made the offer. She was found worthy. He made the offer, and she accepted. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Aren't you glad God's that way? I'm glad he's that way. Aren't you glad? Now, uh, Mary visits Elizabeth. And go to there in verse 39. We'll just read that. Now, Mary arose in those days, went to the hill country with haste to the city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe, who's this babe now? This is John the Baptist, leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? And, he spoke with, and she spoke with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's talking about Jesus. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Mary uh, Elizabeth knew what was going on, didn't she? The mother of my Lord. Think about carrying in your womb the one that would save the whole world, including yourself, from a devil's hell. Wow. For indeed, as soon, verse 44, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Well, I'd leap too, wouldn't you? Blessed is she, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So it's a blessing to believe. And did you see Elizabeth believed, didn't she? Now, uh, I was going to go through and read the Song of Mary, but, but you can read all that in Luke's chapter 1 if you want. But let's go on. Uh, of course, then there's the birth of John the Baptist. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, and I'll begin to close this up. Matthew chapter 1, and we'll finish it next week. Matthew chapter 1. Let me get a good stopping point here. verse 18 now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph we could say that they were engaged if you will that's how we I guess we'd best understand it now these next words are very important before they came together what does that mean before they had sexual relations she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being, we learn a lot about Joseph here, being a just man and not wanting to put her to a public example, public disgrace, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you marry your wife for for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know you need a dream or some, some help from God to believe that the lady you're getting married to is pregnant with the Son of God? You'd need some help, wouldn't you? 
I'd need some help, wouldn't you? God's good, isn't he? He gave Joseph some help. In verse 21, she'll bring forth a son. You'll call his name Jesus. He'll save his people from their sins. See, that's why Jesus came, to save us from our sins. You could say other things too, but certainly to save us from our sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child. Which uh, prophet said that? We read that a while ago. Isaiah. The virgin will be with child and bear a son. They'll call his name Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? It says, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him to took to him his wife, and did you got to get this and did not know her. You see that? Did not have sex with her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Did he just come up with that name or was that given by God? And uh, I tell you what, have you had enough? You good? You okay? Well, I got six pages of notes, so I got done with half of them. So I guess we'll finish up next week. Now, let me just give you a little bit of what we're going to talk about next week. We'll talk about Jesus actually being born in Bethlehem. We're going to talk about the, the shepherds, the angelic choir. Listen to me, those shepherds. It's interesting when you find out about those shepherds and, and the kind of sheep they were watching out there in the, in, in the, in the, the fields of Bethlehem. It's very interesting. And then uh, the circumcision of Jesus, he's presented in the temple. Then we're going to look at the visit of the wise men from the east. We're going to talk about the star. Have you ever heard of the star that was above Jesus? when he was born, the star of Bethlehem, and so forth. Talk about that, and so forth, and so on. And 